Thanks for choosing to listen to Arkansas Small Business Podcast. This is your host, Caleb Brown. And on this week's episode, we will have Jared Brown with Mr. Fixit. And we will discuss how he has maintained excellent customer service over his 22 years that he's been in business and how that has affected his large customer base and repeat business. And also, we'll discuss his decision to stay a small business and not to expand and grow and how that affects his stress level, his happiness, and overall satisfaction with his company. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the second episode of Arkansas Small Business Podcast. Uh, Really excited about this episode and uh, happy to have Jared Brown of Mr. Fixit Incorporated in Little Rock. He's going to be the second guest on the show. Uh, Got a lot of questions for him and uh, glad to have him here. Hello, thank you. Also, we've got uh, Les Bradford returning. Uh, he was our first guest, and he was really interested in the podcast, uh, excited about it, uh, and basically just uh, volunteered to be a part of it. So he's back with us and wanted to be here to ask some questions and be involved. So thanks, for Les, for being here. Good to be here. All right, before we get started on the questions, Les, did you have something you wanted to start out with? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Jared's my good friend, and we've been friends a long time, and... Uh, uh, my business does not do a lot of carpentry work and things like that, so I'm always confident uh, to be able to call on Jared um, to do a good job. And uh, he's just he's has a lot of knowledge, and he's just a very good quality guy. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and I think his his uh, prices are reasonable. And it surprises me uh, when I talk to customers how many people don't have a good carpenter. And uh, they, you know, they always, uh, I give his name out all the time. And uh, so, and I don't worry about him messing something up or, and I, I tell my customers, you know, when I refer him that he's, he, he does a really great job and he's, you know, he knows what he's doing. So, and that's important in that kind of, uh, you know, to be able to recommend someone. So just wanted to say that just to brag on him and, and appreciate who he is and and his abilities, you know, and what he does, because he's very knowledgeable. I appreciate it. All right. Um, So first off, just tell us a little bit about your business and uh, give us some backstory on how you got started and why you decided to go into business for yourself. Well, I grew up here in Little Rock and, uh, you know, started out at One National Bank in the maintenance department, and that's where I learned a, a lot of my skills, electrical and plumbing and from there, went to uh, Arnold's Flooring America and uh, got into uh, doing residential and uh, started picking up these little side jobs in the evening. Um, I had a growing family of five kids and, you know, needed clothes and tuition and stuff. And uh, so I was working all the time. And one day it dawned on me, you know, I can make a business at this. And uh, I... Um, created the name Mr. Fix-It and uh, struck out on my own and uh, um, been um, serving customers ever since. Um, How many years? 22 years. 22 years. It's a long time. Yeah. I found that there was a, a need for people needing small repairs like a storm door put up or, you know, a leaky faucet or you know, a leak in the roof or a GFI installed and you know, it's just uh, one thing grew to another. and Basically, any kind of handyman service. So, 
all around repairs, carpentry. Um, so you can do do you do small jobs and big jobs. I'd stick mostly to small jobs. You know, my big jobs will consist of like three or four days, you know, to a week. Um, but uh, mostly it's the small repairs that, you know, clients call me. So well, let me ask you this. Do you have a lot of competition as far as in what you do specifically, small repairs, carpentry? I wouldn't say I have a whole lot of competition. Yes, there's some out there, but uh, not a lot. Um a lot of your other companies, you know, don't take on small jobs, and uh, that's where, you know, I come into place. If you need a, a whole new roof, you call a roofer, but if you need three shingles replaced, you call me. You know, if you need your whole house wired, you call an electrician, but, you know, if you're needing a ceiling fan replaced, you call me. Okay, so basically, you found a niche in the market to where a lot of larger other contracting companies don't take the time to do these repairs or they charge too much. And so you have recognized the need and created a solution and are able to implement it effectively. Yes, I have. And, uh, you know, the uh, smaller jobs, it is hard to find someone to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, what separates me out of a lot of other people is when I show up, my truck's like a mobile workshop. You know, I can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I can you know, replace your ceiling fan or, you know, fix a leak in the roof. And, you know, they don't, the customer don't have to call a plumber and electrician or roofer to do what I can do. So basically you say you have the right tools and the experience and the ability to solve any problem. And that's kind of where you come in as being better than what little competition you have and being able to be effective to not have to worry about the larger contractors. Correct. So we mentioned earlier that you've been in business for 22 years. Do you have any tips or tricks for people starting, that just starting their business or maybe looking to start a business that you know you think have helped you out over the long period that you've been in business? I would th- say number one thing is the biggest complaint I hear from my clients is show up when you say you will. And uh, you know, what I'm saying is be organized and uh, give your word, and if you're running late, call. And something else I've found is to buy good tools. Don't buy cheap tools, because it'll cost you more money in the long run. And the construction industry, and you know any type of service that you know uh, somebody has to come out to a customer's house, customers complain all the time saying that people aren't on time. So I think that that is a really good key point to say, hey, you know, when you set an appointment, show up, and if there is something that is gonna prohibit you from being there, at least make that courtesy call and make sure that the customer is your top priority to say, hey, you know, if something happened, we're not gonna be able to make it, and you build volumes, and it goes a lot farther than just not showing I've had customers thank me, you know, for letting them know I'm running. So knowing a little bit about your company, um, you've made a conscious decision to not necessarily expand into a large contracting company or, you know, have multiple subcontracting crews out there. You've kind of stayed in your lane. Uh, I just found it works best for me because it's hard to find guys that are talented in so many different areas. If I send them over to a job and the customer asks them to, you know, troubleshoot some electrical and do some painting and then also fix the leaky faucet, you know, he may be good at one or the other. 
Mm-hmm. And when I show up, you know, I can take care of it all. And I guess that's one of the reasons I've uh, stayed small because I've been able to uh, satisfy my clients, you know, me and one other helper. It creates less stress. I mean, it's yes, a lower level of stress, stress versus having a big company to manage. Less trouble going back and fixing something somebody else did or, you know, it's just uh, easier. Another thing, there's less liability because you have less crews. So the more, if you have three crews out doing jobs, you're responsible for all those people and you have to fix all their problems and take care of all the issues that could potentially arise. So um, I think that's a, a good point for people that are in the position to where they're thinking about making a big change or making a, a big jump to say, hey, let's take on another location or let's expand and have an, start another crew. You know, that's sometimes it's a good idea. Venture, that's something that we're not familiar with. It's something that, you know, we don't know exactly how everything's mm-hmm. going to go. Um, and I think it's just something that everybody should take a lot of time to consider and say, hey, is this something that's going to be right for us? Or are there going to be a lot of other issues that come up that we're not going to want to deal with? In Les's situation, you know, he paints, and so his guys do the same thing every day. So they're good at it, so he can send them out just on any paint job, and they can handle it because those guys are doing the same thing every day, so they're perfectionists at painting. Right. In my line of work, you never know what the customer's going to ask you. You may be doing concrete work one day and fence repair the next, and, you know, it's just there's so many things that customers ask me to repair it's, it's hard to find somebody that's talented in all of those right his line of usually they're is, doing their own thing if they're that if they're that skilled yes a right. lot of times they've got their own thing going so yes people want to work for themselves and that, that is skilled. a big difference yeah his is very focused and yours takes a, a very vast knowledge and a lot of experience and that's probably one of the reasons why you've been in business so long you've built a business with a very large customer base so you have a lot of repeat customers you know people that call you back all the time um what is the key you would say in your opinion to customer retention and building a loyal customer base i would say you know i've already said it it's showing up when you say you will doing a good job and clean up the mess behind yourself you know uh it causes them to call you back, it causes them to tell their friends and family that, uh, you know, he even cleans up behind himself. Trust him in your home and your house and, you know, it's because word of mouth is uh, sometimes a lot more powerful than advertising. Some like to hit on that. Uh, word of mouth is the main thing that you've used as far as you don't use a whole lot of other advertising. I mean, you are on, fa- uh, on Google, you have a website, you have a Facebook page. But you don't just sink a whole lot of money into advertising costs. You are basically word of mouth, and that's something that's built your business. That's correct. You know, in the beginning, I did quite a bit of advertising. But, you know, after I got going and got a clientele of uh, customers, you know, I don't advertise as much as I used to. Uh, uh, Something that I was thinking about with that is, you know, in today's world, unless you might could chime in on this a little bit, you know, so say somebody now wants to go out and start a construction or handyman business. I don't know that, you know, when you're first starting out, like you said, you're gonna have to spend a lot more money on advertising, but even in, you know, today's market, I don't know that just word of mouth would cut it. What's your opinion on that? Well, a lot of times it just depends on the size of the, how many people you've got going. It's hard for me to, you know, keep five or six guys going with just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it becomes very difficult when it's you. Uh, I used to never advertise, you know, anywhere. 
yeah. uh, when it was just me um, doing the work and maybe one other person. But so it just depends on the size of the company and uh, you know if you've got a if you've got a demand and build up a good word of mouth uh, reputation. That's all you're gonna need, you know. If you decide to expand, then you're gonna, you probably definitely will have to go into advertising to be able to push, keep that business going. You know, I mean, I'm right now, you know, it's the winter time, and I'm spending about seven hundred dollars a month in advertising, and still got guys that don't have jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, depends it, on the market and the business. It is what it is. Winter time, people tend to to not paint. You know, a lot yeah. of times. So it's, it's not the uh, first time. Yeah, it's just a struggle this time of year. So, something that I think I would say to somebody who's looking to start their small business, and you know, they're wondering they have that because everybody's going to have that question. Hey, what do we do about advertising, or how much do we spend? I think that it would be a good point to go find somebody in the market or in the industry that you're wanting to get into and just sit down and have a talk, take them to lunch and say, Hey, you know, this is what I was thinking. What's your opinion on that? What have you done? And, you know, I think y'all may both make very good points, but I think that's something that they would mm -hmm. definitely benefit them as right. far as going out and talking to somebody who has the experience. Sure. And it all depends on the market and the industry. I know we've kind of hit it on a little bit, but what would you say overall the biggest thing is that makes your company different that you know sets you apart and gives you competitive advantage? Um, I say people being able to trust me and um, clients like that they know that uh, they can call me and leave the keys to their house and you know being honest too um, with your time you know that you work and you know back the same thing showing up when you say you will and you know clean up behind yourself i think another thing too and we've talked about it but they when they when you go in to meet a customer and you go in to do a job they don't see some subcontractor or worker they see the owner and so they know hey this is the owner of the company and his he's name his name there. is at stake and i think that's a good key point to people when you're starting a business is you know don't be afraid to get in there and get your hands dirty don't be afraid to be the face of the company and get out there and you've built a reputation and that's why that you're able to do that that's why you have trust that's why you have all these repeat customers and I think that's a good point for somebody to say hey you know don't just pawn out all the work to somebody else or you know don't never be involved and I mean you know there's a time and place for everything so once you've got it built up but I just think it's something good for somebody to think about is say hey you know don't be afraid to get in there and, and build that reputation up so that later on, you know, you can kind of step back and let things run. Yes. Who would you say your major mentors and influencers are? I guess I would have to say, first of all, my dad. You know, I grew up in a cabinet shop and, uh, you know, learned a lot from him. Uh, Dick Hopper, the home handyman. Um, he taught me a lot about business and how to run the company and and uh, he really gave me a lot of good ideas that's kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier so was that early on in your career that you met dick and worked yes, with him? we worked together for a couple of years and uh you know i i really learned a lot from him but basically you sought somebody out that was already in the industry that and were right. able to learn a lot from his experience and he gave you a lot of good direction and how to proceed and how to go forward. Yes, he was already uh, up and running and uh, we uh, met and decided to uh, work together for a couple of years and uh, um, learned a lot more than carpentry from him. 
lot of business skills. So how have you overcome struggles and what makes you not give up, you know, over the last 20 years? I guess my dad taught me not to be a quitter. And yes, I get slow when the economy's down, but you know, I just always tighten my belt and uh, pray for more work to come in. And uh, um, I guess number one reason is I like to make money and so I get out there and beat the bush. Well, you know, anytime somebody's in business for over 15, 20 years, it's, you know, definitely a huge accomplishment because I know we talked about it in the last episode. I don't know if we ever looked up uh, what the exact numbers were, but a high percentage of small businesses don't succeed. And I think, you know, everybody talks about it. Uh, entrepreneurship and starting a small business is something, it's like the new end thing. Everybody wants to say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm going to do this. And they don't think about it. Hey, this is going to be hard work. You know, there's been a lot, I'm sure there's been a lot of times you're working 18, 16, 18 hours a day, um, wearing every single hat in the company. You know, you go out, do the work, you come home, figure the estimates, you know, you're the one doing payroll, all that stuff. And uh, I just think that's something that we need to talk about because a lot of people just say, oh, I'm just going to go start my own business because it'll be easy. But, you know, there's a lot of struggles and um, hard days, long days, and a lot of work from, yes. from getting started to being successful. I've never been scared of hard work. And uh, when I first started, I had a lot of people discourage me about starting my own business. And uh, But I was a determined person and, you know, all my family's been self-employed and that's what I wanted to be. And so, uh, you know, I went after it. Been busy ever since. Yeah, and Jared's, um, he's, he does, uh, I mean, he, he works hard and he likes to do things right. I've <clears throat> worked with him a couple times uh, over the years um, and you know I'll think of an easier way to do something but he wants to do it uh, another way that may be a little bit harder but that's a little bit better you know a little bit better quality and that's one thing I respect about you you know is your his tenacity uh, in staying after it and he he's not afraid you know I'll call him and sometimes 7 seven thirty at night and he's still working you know uh, he's definitely not afraid to work and a, an entrepreneur has to realize that like you said you know that sometimes you just you gotta you've got if you got if you have a job that has to be done you just got to stay with it and get it done mm-hmm. you know and uh, because that's gonna whatever pleases that customer is what's important you know so overall you'd say hard work determination know what you want and don't don't be discouraged by people that try to push you away correct if you had to start all over again is there anything that you would do differently or anything that you would do to be better prepared? I don't know that I would do a whole lot differently. I tell you, you know, one thing that helps is having a good dependable truck. But much other than, I can't think of anything I would do differently. So basically invest in the right equipment, you know, to be able to make your job a little bit easier. Yes, it is very, very nice being able to pull up in somebody's driveway whip out the skill saw and you know have saw horses on there and set up shop and you know plug in and start cutting and working and nailing and you know I think it surprises customers sometimes how quick I can you know dismantle something and build it back new and it all goes to having the right tools Mm -hmm. and I think that's a good key point you know a lot of it's always in the middle you know sometimes people 
or just in a hurry to start their business and they say, oh, I just want to get it up and running. I want to get up and running. And I think that is a good attitude to have. You know, you got to make things happen. But two, I think you got to look at it from the other viewpoint and say, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it right. And sometimes, you know, small businesses maybe fail in the first year. Or they don't, you know, make it. They're not successful. And it's because they didn't take a lot of time to prepare. And so that's kind of what you're saying as far as, you know, if you could do it over, you would have the tools you need. I think that's something that people need to consider is say, okay, do we have enough capital? Do we have the right equipment? Do we have everything that we need to make this business a success before we just jump off into it? Like, and like you, we talked about in the last episode, flying by the seat of your pants. Right. I mean, you need to do the, um, do the research, talk to people that know the industry, that are familiar, that have experience, and make sure that you have everything you need to be able to set yourself up for success. What advice would you give to a new or recently started entrepreneur? Number one thing is uh, show up when you say you will. And uh, I would say one thing that I have learned that's highly important is to listen to your customers. You know, when they're trying to explain something, it's, a, it's something I've learned to listen to them and it allows you to better serve them. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know exactly what they want and how they want it done and, uh, um, you know, give them respect of your ear. That's a good point. I mean, in a lot of businesses, you know, that are service-minded, you know, basically whoever goes out and meets with a customer initially is a salesman. And, I mean, whenever you do an estimate, you're basically doing the sales for your business. I mean, you're selling yourself, you're selling your company, you're selling your service. And, you know, that's a good key point. A lot of times... I think people lose business because they go out and talk to a customer and I think we talked about it on the first episode you know they don't really have the right attitude or they're just kind of like oh yeah we can do we can do this but and I've seen you know seen it time and time again if you give the customer your full undivided attention and you know you present yourself in a professional way and basically put all their fears at rest and say yes we can do this this is how we can do it and listen to exactly what their need is you'll be able to better serve them and I think that's a good point to make something I can add to that too that I've had so many of my clients compliment me on when I show up to do an estimate you know I step out of the truck with a notepad in hand a pen in my other tape measure on my side and I have a business card and I've had so many clients you know complain about other people yeah we can do this yada 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 they don't take any notes they don't write anything's anything down and customers seem to feel like that their job is important to you when you take time to write it down in a book. No, that's that's very true. Um, and I think too, you know, it's kind of a small thing, but you said it is. You said uh, you know having your business card there. And I think that's something that people don't do enough because I've had customers in my industry that said. You know, people will just show up and, you know, they want to come in or go to the backyard and they don't even show any kind of form of identification or anything. And it sounds kind of silly, but it really is. It just shows, it just goes down to professionalism mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you know, this is who I am. And, you know, you're basically showing up prepared and ready and it shows that you're organized and it shows that you're capable of handling whatever it is that you're doing. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. What would you say you like most about your business or being in business for yourself? Um, the number, the first question I would say, the thing I enjoy the most is getting to do something different every day. I'm not an assembly line doing the same thing or, you know, pushing the same pencil every day. I'm always tackling something new and I guess meeting new faces is uh, something else that I enjoy. 
you know, I'm not seeing the same people every day. I'm constantly uh, working for new clients and, you know, going and purchase materials and, you know, if you see new faces there at, you know, the different stores that I have to buy materials from. And um, that's, I guess, the two number things I like the most. Let me comment on that. Yeah, too. go ahead. I think, too, you know, owning your own business, you get, you know, the opportunity to take days off when you want to. You're your own boss. You're not having to really answer to anybody except for the customer that you're working for, you know. And uh, hopefully they're nice. And uh, But just being able to plan around what you want to do in your spare time, you know, with your schedule. And that's not always true. Sometimes you got to work when you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know. That's really true. <laughs> yeah. So. I think, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the one of the major appeals of, you know, owning your own business is you get to set your own schedule and you can take, right. you know, vacation when you want. There's not somebody dictating that. And I think we talked about it in the first episode, too, is um, balance. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you do have to put in those hard days. You do have to put in a lot of work. Um, there's going to be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears invested. But once you get, you know, to where you're afloat and, you know, established, I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, the freedom. Right. And, and like you said, diversity, you know, not having to go into the same 8-to-5 job doing the same task every day. It's, it's kind of a, a new adventure every single day. That's good. Yes, one day I'll be on a roof, and the next day I'll be underneath the house. What would you say the hardest thing is about running your own business? I guess the hardest thing for me is uh, the paperwork. Um, I'm not very good at paperwork, and when I first started, I had so many people tell me, you know, get a bookkeeper, get a bookkeeper, get a, and I eventually did get a bookkeeper, and uh, that helped me out. tremendously um, another problem I have is overextending myself sometimes you know I don't like to tell customers no and uh, you know I also like to make the money and sometimes I overextend myself and you know that's a, a problem I have okay so based on the first thing you know you said you hired a bookkeeper and that was something that a lot of people told you to do I think that's a you know a key point to happiness and fulfillment and success in your business is, and that's something I tell people all the time, you know, you identify the part of your business that you least like doing. It doesn't mean you can't do it, and it doesn't mean you, you haven't done it, it doesn't mean you wouldn't do it, but you identify it and say, this is not something that I enjoy, this is something that, you know, really takes a lot out of me, and I'm going to find somebody to take care of it for me so that I can focus on other areas. good key for people to take from that is, hey, identify something that you don't necessarily enjoy and give it to somebody else or let somebody else take care of it. That way you can focus on what matters and, you know, necessarily growth or uh, success. So I think that's a good point. It took a lot of stress off of me. And the other thing you said, you know, is you overextend yourself. I think that's a good thing, too, is know your limits. So, you know, there... There's a lot of, never a lack of things to do whenever you own your own company. But I think it's just, like we said earlier, is compromise. You know, know when to work hard and know when to take a break. And like you were talking about, you know, take a day off here and there. Um, it's all about finding a balance. Yes. So I don't have anything else. Les, do you have anything you want to add? Mm, the only thing I can think of is, you know, you had uh, a couple of guys working for you that were good carpenters, Shane and. Yes. Um, can't think of the other guy. Joe. Joe. 
And when you had them, they were an exception to the rule as far as somebody that, you know, a couple of guys that knew what they were doing exactly, you know, and you could send them on jobs. But even even they broke off on their own, you know, after a while. Yeah. So, you know, um, and that, so finding that, finding how big you want to grow your business is just, is real important and it's up to the individual because everybody's different, you mm-hmm. know. So overall, as a summary, I think, you know, you would say the biggest things that you do in your business to create success is have quality work. So you put a big emphasis and a big focus on, you know, providing quality work to your customers. Um, you know, customer service plays into that. That's a big role. You created a reputation for yourself that has allowed you to be successful, which in turn has created a huge customer base with repeat customers. And, um, you know, like you said, the big points are being on time, show up when you say you're going to, and you know, give the customer your undivided attention. So we really appreciate your time, appreciate all your advice and your insights, and appreciate you spending the time with us today. Um, thanks again, thanks Les for being here. Thank you for having me. And Thank you, enjoyed being here. Yep, hopefully we'll have you on another episode in the future.